What are you doing? What do you say? Have you made up your mind today? You got no excuses to stay. I'm only just in my way. So settle up there, Bronco, and get on your way. It's just like Mama said. We gon' drink the night away. So come on over, come on over today. Today. Annalyn Dillon here today on the Come On Over podcast. Emily, you never heard that one. This is probably the first time you have been surprised by an intro original. That is true. That is true. I've never heard that song. Usually I get a pre-screen. This time I was a little bit blown away because it was not only some Dylan vibes, but like Lumineers. Yeah, wasn't it because get- <laughs> I was playing the kick drum? I, get- <laughs> I tell you what, listen. There was a bit of an eye roll when the song started. So, you know, I think you were not a fan from the beginning, but I think I got you towards the end. And that is pretty much the whole point of Come On Over, right? We might turn you off in the beginning, but by the end, Mm, by God, we got you. Exactly. Welcome, everybody. Today is a unique Mm -hmm. episode because we don't really have a theme. Yeah. We don't have any guests. No, zero guests. We're not really even doing any of our segments that we normally do. We're just doing a full question and answer show because there have been an overwhelming amount coming through ask jeff at comeonover.com as well as on my instagram so we're just going to tack them all today knock them out give some people some shouts outs shouts outs for days i'm going to destroy names as i normally do there'll be a lot of mispronunciations as per usual well that's not your fault that's probably bad handles or instagram names sometimes it's true but sometimes i have a heart like from on the page to the brain. Well, There's a little bit of... You're at Emily E. Morrow, right? Very simple. Very that's good. clear. Yeah, you that's all. It. Yeah. I mean, I obviously at Jeff Morrow, I'm on it, like, mm-hmm. with the Instagram names. Yeah. I recall probably seven years ago, mm-hmm. I got Lorenzo all his names. That's smart. I don't know. Why not? It's it's a commodity now. Hey, yeah. It, you got to have it. Totally. Nobody wants to be like Jeff Morrow 273. Mm-hmm. Those are upsetting. I'm even kind of mad that I had to put my middle initial in between the yeah. names. Well... But you you're know. not a big television star like me. No, you don't have the blue check mark, Emily. No, that's true. Maybe one day. I don't know. I'm not striving for it. I just, you know, just want to live a simple life under the radar. Yeah. Well, you're literally co-hosting a podcast, and you're just talking to me about your numbers going up on Instagram. So you liar. You I, well, just want to be a star. I don't. I just no. It's just <sighs> I, I. I've been a little bit in awe that you know my my numbers have jumped a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Um, I apologize to everyone because my content really isn't there right now. Oh, it's terrible. But you know, you gotta get it up, dude. I know. It's like what I, I'm not a food expert. I'm not really any sort of expert. I just like to post stuff, honestly, where I just look really cute. Well, I salute you then. You're honest, (laughs) and at least you're not trying too hard in posting stuff that's, quite frankly, inauthentic to who you are as a person. It's not like I'm posting selfies that are like, oh, happy Monday, where it's like, you know, stuff in, in my element looking cute, and also just things I think might be funny. I don't know. What is it with us? Why do we, as Maros, I think, always want to look cute? You think in Frank's mind, our brother Frank, yes. right? Very popular from Frank's take. Oh, totally. Do you think he's ever like looking, because I know he wants to look good, but he's ever like, I think I need to look cute. Because I know I've had that conversation with, I want to look cute. Yeah. Dana, I guarantee you, is constantly yeah. striving to oh, look of cute. Course. What about Frank? Has he had that conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe we should bring that up to him one of these days. I know that he went through a period where he tried out that goatee. Do you remember? Oh, and he looked like an evil version of himself. He was yeah. like evil Frank. He was evil Frank. He was like he was like kind of a villain, you know, but he can't really be a full villain because no. he just doesn't have that vibe. But yeah. he was getting there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was just like bizarro Frank that, you know, maybe made some sinister decisions every Like now if again. Frank had an older brother. Yes. Who name, is you know, Gary mm-hmm. Morrow. Gary. Who was even harder on Frank than Frank was on us. Oh, yeah. Just headlocks all the time. Oh, my God. That's a whole nother. Headlocks, suplexes. We should do an episode just dedicated to our (laughs) relationship as siblings. Not, I mean, we did the death one, you know, almost dying last week. But like how Frank was brutal to us. Frank was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. He was a rough old. Now, Frank is a great older brother. He's been ever since, I don't know, high school. He was cool. I'd say like once he like went into college, he became like 
a sweet soul. And, yeah. But all before then, he was a bit of an asshole. Like I remember when I'd go visit him at college, people oh. like, your brother's so cool. He's so nice. I'm so like, so nice. I go, look at my face. It's full of scars from him. <laughs> Literally, I'll, I'll take a snapshot. I have several big scars That's on my true. face that people tend to bring up sometimes on mm-hmm. TV. They're like, you have like pillow face, you know, like you <laughs> took a nap on a pillow and no, you shot television. Scar. No, it's just one of the scars from my brother. Yeah. We'll hit that in another yeah, episode. I feel like I spent the first 10 years of my life in a headlock. No joke. <laughs> it's true. It's like, I felt like I was like always, you know, restrained by force. <laughs> like I wasn't really in pain, but you know, still brought some fear. Well, he was a huge <laughs> was WWF a really fan in like Rocky and all the fighting move, best of the mm-hmm. best in Bloodsport and American yeah. Ninja, <laughs> which was our first taste of nudity, by the way, Frank wow. and I, which oh. we saw on not basic cable oh. as children, but it was a corpse's breasts. Oh, wow. Not me, guys. I That's was, a whole nother story. I was story. probably in another room. But I'm saying Thank Frank God. loves, you Boobs. know, the, the wrestling and everything. <laughs> Frank loves That's true. boobies. <laughs> Ooh. New <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It was right in time. Uh, but he loves Rocky, the fighting movies, MMA, all that stuff. So I remember going to see Rocky Four at the Lake Street Theater. And the worst part about watching wrestling or seeing these movies with him is the movie would end, it would be after the crescendo, oh. where they fight to the win and they kill in <laughs> the glorious victory. And we'd walk to the car out of the movie theater oh. and he would have a look in his eye like, I'm going to fuck <laughs> you up when we get home. Like, it couldn't even make it to home because he'd start doing oh. putting you in some leg lock in the car. <laughs> I mean, I remember he would do this move where he would like intertwine his legs in mine and it would fling me like a trebuchet through the living room. We we broke one of your tooths. I mean, not on purpose, but it was part of... I was just being grabbed and thrown. I don't know if that quantifies as on purpose or whatever, but it was definitely... I don't think no one intended for me to lose my first tooth and to have that be lost for, you know, five years before it grew in. (laughs) Thanks, Frank. You did have that missing tooth for quite some time. That was great, though. That's true. It oh, the fun. good old days. But we're not here to talk about the good old no. days. We're talking about current things, whatever gets brought up. Because today's theme is you've got questions. We might have answers. Yeah, we just might. We just might for you. I Maybe know. we won't. Who cares? I have some sound effects for ones that I don't. Now, I've barely read through the questions. I've seen some of it's them. True. But I do like a good surprise and a little off-the-cuff answer um but emily first i gotta ask how was your week this week week was just fine very mellow really nothing great to report i actually i watched every single hunger games movie what's the best one the first one i think is number one possibly number two three and four you know kind of a doozy but it's a fun one to revisit there's a four three and four straight to vid no 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 three and four are the last book mockingjay so it's it's all broken up into two so they could extend it make more money i imagine but i actually suggest everyone if you're looking for something to watch go back and watch all the hunger games movies like really and truly it's it's a bit of a treat except for the fourth movie it's kind of i uh, made it a couple books into it and i've seen i think all the movies but i do recall that that first one it's nice the discovery of it all and the yeah it's fun it's just fun the train ride and the food how about the food the food oh Oh, god when they're in the district you know what i watched recently district one with all the like unlimited delicious food yeah some pink hair and that's my favorite part eyebrows i just watched defending your life with albert brooks and meryl streep where he's in purgatory and he's got the lawyer it's really good and we watched it a little bit with lorenzo because he's kind of like you know questions everything now he's Mm -hmm. like you know you know father lorenzo we call him he's always (laughs) i know he's like getting an italian accent oh wow i didn't know that well his name is lorenzo so it's quite can you make me a grilled cheese for lunch Uh, so we watch he had questions the best part about the movie is like you can eat whatever you want in this Mm -hmm. purgatory and not gain any weight it's always the best I know, right? That that is my idea of heaven. It's all I want to do. I just eat everything I can and not put on a I don't care if pound. any of you guys are there anyway. I know, just give just... me unlimited gnocchi. I will That's have a I side want. of cream sauce, something I've never really ordered Ooh. in a restaurant. Fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, God, never. Never. When people order that, I'm like, do you know there's like 80 grams of fat in that shit? How about you just eat a sundae? I know, right? For dinner. A turtle fudge sundae. Oh, delicious. But how was your week this week? Pretty good. Very busy. The mm-hmm. cookbook is like, I'm needing deep and editing it right now it's just so granular and specific to the punctuation and luckily i have great editors can know proper punctuation and grammar which i'm not very great at but it's a lot of work i'm doing this thing i've got other things happening a yeah. lot of big announcements coming Ooh. shooting it's just busy i know we're quarantined still but you know yesterday lorenzo had like 
six of his friends out in the yard and they're all mm-hmm. running around and they, they're dirty and they're needy and I'm yeah. trying to work and they're outside. Even though they're outside, I still hear them. I, mm-hmm. I smell them. I feel they're oh. everywhere. And then they want the Jimmy John. So I, I got to take seven kids orders for Jimmy John. Oh my John. God. So you're like an intern for your child. And they're running around the woods with like airsoft guns, having oh. battles. And this was all with protective eyewear, folks. I'm not an idiot. But yeah. you know what? At this point, I don't care, Emily. You got to get them out of the damn house. Yeah. Out of the basement, off the screens. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if they're running around the woods, maybe scraping themselves. Yeah. Falling down a ravine. You need it. But what happens when you fall down the ravine, Emily? You get back God up. God damn it, you do. That's the theme That of is the every theme. single podcast. Get in the foghorn. <laughs> oh, wow. So my week was good. It was busy. It was fulfilling. I'm so happy to be here. Excellent. At Friday. I know. Cracked open my first beer of the week. Yeah, me too. And I feel good about it. Except it's not my first beer. I Let's be real. it's not. Let's Why? be real. Who are you lying about? I don't know. How's Mike Collins doing? Good? Stop leaving him alone. He's doing great. He's doing great. He just had his couple days off, so went in a hammock that I got him for his birthday and in the park. It was beautiful. Oh, it's like a portable hammock. It's like one of those parachute ones built for two. God, nothing. It's like being in high seas, being constantly in a hammock. I'm not a hammock guy. You know, it's actually quite enjoyable, but after a while- Until you have to get out of the hammock, and there's no sexy way to do that. I'm sorry. It proved to be a little bit tricky, but I was like, you know, you you chill in the hammock. I'll put a blanket on the ground and I'll- It's like pooping in the same apartment as your new significant other, right? I mean, it's like something you don't want to jump into, like dismounting from a hammock. You probably want to wait till he's pooping properly somewhere, <laughs> and then you dismount out of the hammock because there's no way, dude. It's I, I have major issues with that. It's it's not an easy thing with getting out of a hammock or pooping. Oh God! I'll oh. take that as a poop. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. let's get to the. <laughs> um. Yeah, let's get to our questions. Yes. Um, let's wait. Hold on. I only have a theme song. Three, two, one. Oh, come on, everybody. It's a question and answer show. Slide of a chair and let's get dirty and low. Come on, everybody. Yo, why you know anything goes. Let's get loose, let's back up to and fro. Let's get crazy, let's get nuts. Let's ride this thing just like a truck in through the night. Not a dry eye in sight. Oh, come on, everybody. It's a question and answer show. It's a question and answer show. Wow, I like that little one. That, that's, that's great, one. Jeff. What, what, what style would you I say don't that was? I even know anymore. I want to like. I already feel like I wrote that three other times before. I no, don't know what's going on in my <laughs> life right now. I can't get out, and I've committed to it, though. I don't know. I thought that was a good one. I liked it. Thank you very much. Good. Well, it is the question and answer show. show take it away. I'm, I don't okay. care. I don't even want to look at a piece of paper. I'm not cheating. I just want to be honest, and I'm an open book. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you remember um, our friend, Rob Bennett? He was the one who said that he's becoming a dad because yes. of you. Yes. He actually sent another email and just said, hey, guys, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Because I asked people to say where they were from so we can do like the typical, hey, we got Johnny from yeah, Michigan like or That's whatever. What they do. So, you know what? I'm just giving a shout out to our friend Rob Bennett. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you for coming back. We salute you. We salute you. Indeed. Thank you so much. Okay, now I got a couple questions as they pertain to children and food. I, I'm categorizing these people because, you uh, know, I like to do things in category. Yep. I like to do nope. things. You gotta go with it. Mother of shit. Yep, let's go. No, categorize. I like go ahead. to categorize things because mm-hmm. that's how my brain works. And so we're going to tackle some kids' questions. And this is from at Rachel Mac Mom from Portland, Oregon. And I do believe this is our friend, Rachel friend, friend Rachel LaCroix from River Forest, Illinois. So we love you. Thank you for listening. She always comments and, mm-hmm. you know, just wanted she's to She's great. And she had a great question. So she's not getting special treatment. And yeah, she's got some kids. She does. She got tree. She got tree kids the most out of all the LaCroix. I know, true. The whole LaCroix family. Thank you for listening. I hope yeah. you are listening, not just asking questions. I know, because that would be kind of... Because this is an honor to be mentioned on this true. podcast. Very true. So she says, hi. Maros, love the podcast. My question is, I'm sick of serving hot dogs, quesadillas, and mac and cheese for lunch. What are some other easy and quick options for kids at lunchtime? All right, I got you, Rich. How you doing? I did this this week, and this was, I know we usually say the best thing I made. This was the best thing and like the easiest thing I made. I got a boneless 
turkey breast Mm -hmm. with the skin on. They do it at Whole Foods. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You can get any bone-in or boneless turkey breast. And you can brine it for a couple hours or rub it in whatever you like. Garlic, salt, pepper, or your favorite barbecue rub or herb rub, whatever. Just salt and pepper. Leave it overnight, either dry or put in a a brine solution of water, like three quarts to three quarter cup kosher salt, three quarter cup sugar. Let it brine. And what that does is plump it up and give it a lot of juiciness that you find in a lot of deli meats, Emily, because that's what we're making from scratch. Oh. So what I did was do that, rubbed it in a beautiful sweet rub that I got, my my own barbecue rub, which we we have on comingover.com. And I just smoked it. But you don't need to smoke it. Low and slow until it came up to like 160 degrees. That magic button temperature for poultry perfect got it out lorenzo ate it warm for dinner and we ate he's still eating it's like five days later he's like i sliced it now he's slicing it himself it's infinitely cheaper than deli meat it's healthier there's no nitrates whole muscle meat the bird could be as clean as you seek it out you know what i mean you could have the free range the air chilled the you know no beak i don't know zero no you want to be always want to be this is double beak double beak wow (laughs) well i don't know what that means you can't get that unless you're a c-list international tv star okay you get double beak birds double beak so rachel my thing is buy a little ham you don't slice it you can use it in eggs you can use that but point being it like makes the kids excited that they kind of made their own deli meat it's not a common thing but that's where i would start and then from there you can make club sandwiches right Mm -hmm. you can almost do like a thanksgiving for lunch Ooh. you'll surprise them with that like runs is like this tastes like thanksgiving so you do maybe a little quick gravy or something i know it sounds crazy but you maybe build a leftover thanksgiving sandwich in the middle of summer using homemade turkey breast okay sliced to order next question next please. question Ooh. wow that was Deal with um it. that was a lot right there um this might be redundant, but at Cassie Maz says, need ideas for meals to serve my friend's four-year-old son. He will only eat chicken nuggets. No, well, I guess what you're buying at the store again this week, chicken nuggets. Hey, man, I can give you all the recommendations in the world, but mm-hmm. you have to implement them. You know what I mean? Too often, we're just worried about our kids getting the sustenance. I get it. So you kind of kowtow to them and you make them the nuggets again for the fifth day in a row. I'm going to tell you something. Maybe you, you, you pull back on the bread and nuggets and you start with good chicken tenders, right? It's the same mouthfeel. Yeah. You can buy them usually on cheap. If you can't, you get a chicken breast and you cut it into like chicken nugget sized pieces. You marinate it a little bit in like an Italian dressing right from the bottle. Lazy Bones Jones. Lazy Bones. I ain't judging you. No. I do it more than you know, public. Hey. Yeah. I'll take that bottle, shake it up, put it in a bag, couple hours, boom. Mm-hmm. And then you just roast it off or yeah. you bake it off or you grill it off, whatever. And you give them an option that is good protein without the breading, without all the uh, additives and, you know, breading and all that stuff. So start with chicken. Just do the chicken in a different way that they can still pick up with their fingers and dunk into what they want. Yeah, because kids like essentially them, yeah. want to dunk shit, they right? They dunk like, shit and ketchup. Yeah. But this way you give them an option to do that, but at least you have a hand in making it and you know what's going into it, which is ultimately very important. Yeah, indeed. Um, Next uh-huh. question. Next question. We're actually moving on to categories. Oh, no. Which I've called... Not ready. Faves slash not faves. Okay. Okay. I will tell you, honestly. Okay. Hold on. We're having some issues because the way that you print... The way you printed this out, some shit got cut off. So so I'm pulling it up on the phone. Oh, my. That's, that's on me. That's a... That is. I don't have a printer because, you know... You're a millennial. I'm an old millennial. You hate it, too. I know you hate it. You want to be... Generation X like me, don't you? No, I don't. I yes, like you... being young. I like being spry. Oh, it's the same thing. It, no, it's not. It's not the same, but I mean the age difference. Millennials are getting long in the tooth, too. Yeah, we are. We're, we're aging. You know, we're needing some things. Needing some, you know, therapy. A little work. A little, a little work done. A little work. A little bit of tightening. A couple tune-ups here and there. Yeah, not yet. Not me, of course. No, you're perfect. I am. Okay, so this is the faves, not faves category. And it's from at Ellen M. Roberts. She says, I love the show. The best thing you ever ate. <gasps> oh, God. Emily, really? That She's, question? That's not a question. I love Ellen. I want to know yours. You want to know mine? Well, hello, That's Ellen. my question. Yes. Okay. Here we go. The best thing I ever ate. Oh, my God. <sighs> I have to say this. I have to answer it. Yeah, you do. See? This is a very difficult question. I know. This is why, you know, you might have wanted to pre-screen these, but, you know, you all, you're like, I want to do it. Like, yeah, you know, I'm doing it off the... I'm improv. A, I'm jazz. I'm jazz, damn it. You're the personification of jazz. Ooh, 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 ooh. Come on. Oh, 
Come so, on, oh God. <laughs> that's not jazz because it's no, like the same repeating major jazz. chords. We're going to have some like freaking it. Miles Davis fans angrily yeah. emailing, being like, that ain't jazz. I have never been able to even comprehend jazz. I'm a blues man. Blues is more my speed. I understand no. the technicalities and the theory of blues. Jazzy, I came. It's no, math I, to me. I used I can't to dig jazz when I used to smoke a lot of pot, but you know. <gasps> Emily! Oh, Mike I, Collins is listening. Stop, Jeffrey. He's just stop Mike it. Collins on his. He's wearing his headphones right now, just basking in a in a baby pool of savage. Stop so it. So we're getting back to this question weirdo. with the best thing. Okay, I'm going to tell you one thing that sticks out in my mind more than anything, and it yeah. might shock you. What? It was during shooting the now defunct primetime show, seven episodes deep, 24 and 24, if yep. you remember that, yeah. which was a very difficult show to shoot. I liked watching it, but it was a pain in the ass. Hey. But I would have still done it to this day. But we did shoot at a bagel place in Brooklyn called Brooklyn Bagel. And they actually got a little internet famous last year when they were doing the like unicorn bagel, like the rainbow bagels. Ooh, have you seen that? I Look haven't, but I love you. Great guy there. I forget the gentleman's name, but he's a bagel man, Brooklyn dude. Totally, right? And he made me... And I like right from the oven sliced a bacon and cheddar bagel smeared with like scallion cream cheese. Ooh. And usually when I shoot these shows, and that's what I was eating. I sorry, you were coughing. I, I don't have a cough button. I burped. I would have been. I, I did a silent. Would burp. you eat? Freaking your Stella. Oh, Stella Artois that I you like supplied Stella. me so to, to loosen me up. It always works. Just one or two. Well, I had this bagel, right? Usually I have a couple bites when I'm shooting mm-hmm. on camera, and then I walk away because you got to get on with the day, and you don't want to like it's get- it's. I, I don't work well on a full stomach. Mm-hmm. I sat there and I motored through this whole thing. Pounded it like no stoppage. Ooh. And people were like, "Oh, like can I?" I go, "Leave me alone. <laughs> Lay off." If you didn't do that, I'd be And upset. it was like so soft and it was like that coating of like crusty cheese on the outside mm. of the bagel and there's like this, the best bagel I've ever had. And I'm not like a, I don't eat bagels that much with the crispy bake. It was unbelievable. I ate both halves of the bagel in one sitting and mm-hmm. I paid for it later. Oh yeah. Not even in the trailer because that show had a low budget. So I had to go poop. Oh gosh. I have deuced in more back of the house, <laughs> random restaurants, grocery stores, oh, you name it. God it's bless. very uncomfortable. I once even clogged the toilet oh. in the back where we shot this El Pastor. Is this, no, this was at the barbecue place. Maybe I won't tell. Well, they might get, but very classic <laughs> Southside Chicago barbecue place. And we're eating and that's what Kaylee, our friend who yes. you know, who was my assistant back then. I was being called to set. I had the run skis because I was six ski from the barbecue ski. Yeah. And I clogged it. Nothing did nothing. It was like the scene in the movie where oh, you keep like trying everything. Nothing. And I'm devastated because there's like a crew of like 40 people waiting outside <laughs> for me. There's like the, the proprietors who are probably don't want their only toilet clogged and the talents and they're sweating bullets, oh. right? Sweating in a smoky Southside oh. barbecue rib tip joint. I go, Kaylee, I, I, I need you to attend tonight, like, please. And I'm not like that guy. Like I don't ask. I do all my own shit, literally. Oh, Jeffrey. It was terrible. Yeah. So point being, yeah. that bagel was the best thing I ever well, ate. Good. And that, bar- that barbecue was second, obviously. Okay, obviously. Those rib tips were fantastic. I'm sure they were. On to the next. This is from at Happy Homemade. And oh. she says, as the proclaimed sandwich queen... Okay, let's be modest and say sandwich duchess. If you could eat one sandwich every day for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Okay, this is not about what gratifies me the most. It's about like the long game. Sustainability. So I would say, you know what? Turkey club, crispy bacon, good that homemade turkey I talked about, Mm -hmm. lettuce, tomato, little mayo, or even mustard or a combination of Dijon and mayo, little Dijonese. Just good bread. You could switch it up. White bread, wheat bread, rye bread. Boom, multi-grain. That's what I would eat because it's it's good. You're hitting Simple. all the points. You get textures. It's healthy. It's not, you know, I think that's the only one I could probably do. Yeah. Good question. Duchess? Yeah. <laughs> Duchess. Duchess. Okay. And we got another from at Kristen T6345. Jeff, what is the one thing that you refuse to cook or eat? <sighs> this is, you know, I think most people know this. Um, cottage cheese. Cottage fromage. Cottage fromage. That's it. Don't like it. Don't like the look of it. Don't like the smell of it. But I do have to admit, never tried it. Me neither. (gasps) Me neither. And I refuse to. I won't. Oh my God. Good for you. I thought I was alone. (laughs) 
good for you. I knew you. I, I know Frank oh, loves cottage like freaking cheese. Freaking up to his elbows. Oh, it's so oh, gross. He would chase me around with oh. like the em- the half empty bowls of the cottage cheese, and I'd run from it like it was a snake. And the curds would cling to the sides of the bowl, oh. and I would just visualize and the smell. Oh. It would just get me. Now I'm sure cottage cheese is delicious. People love it. I get it, man. But like we all have this right to not like something for irrational reasons. Yeah, and that's again. To call back to what we were talking about at the top of the episode with Frank, that was part of his bullying with me was to yeah. chase me around the room with a bowl of empty, maybe three curder oh, cottage cheese. He's like, eat it. Oh, God. Same thing with pickles and peanut butters. Now, I love peanut butter, but my claim to fame is if I smell peanut butter without eating it, very, very nauseous. Really? I didn't very, know Very, very quickly. Oh, okay. To the point where I did throw up in our cousin's, the Bernie's basement, when we had a blind taste and smell test with uh, Jenny, our cousins, Jenny, Chrissy, and Jessica, who were babysitting us. Oh, wow. I did not know this. And the final round was peanut butter. I took oh, one no. whiff. Guess what? Jagunked all over the basement, oh. right in the drain, too, because the basement's got drains yes, in the sky. I can see it. Because of the flooding. Next yeah, question. Indeed. From at... Wow. That was like in my brain. Feel in my it. brain. It's a sound effect. Everybody's doing it on podcasts. Awesome. Well, thank you. Joe that. Rogan does like... Zero sound effects. Jeff, you keep on comparing us to Joe Rogan. Hmm. I know. know. We're almost there. Almost there. Okay. So at Miss dot Kara Cooks, who's from San Diego. Diago. Diago. Who has been your fave guest on the kitchen? Can you say who the worst has been? Ah, okay. Ooh. We'll see where we end up. I know. I was like, I didn't know. I'm going to throw it out there and see what to say because I knew you weren't going to read the shit ahead of time. Uh, okay. So my favorite has to be Angela Kinsey from The Office who plays Angela <gasps> on The Office. She was on there with Josh Snyder, who is her husband, who's a baker and cookie maker and stuff. And being a three-time full series watch through guy a giant fan of the office we watched it last time with lorenzo mm-hmm. i was just tickled to have her on you know we get food people on all the time you know mm-hmm. every chef every food network personality all these top chefs everybody and it's very enjoyable to you know connect with your peers and your idols and stuff but like from pop culture world we oh, don't yeah. get a ton on vanilla ice was second oh wow <laughs> rob van winkle shout out he was awesome and i rapped with him and sunny because on the show we have a rap duo called Urban Spice, Sonny and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Herb, I'm Spice, obviously. <laughs> and we make beats. I make beats. And much like the music I make on this, I sit there in a room for three weeks until I have something that's going to last 20 seconds on television. But So I was very nervous to present my beat to Vanilla Ice. Ooh, yeah, that's so like... So I go freaking... in the dressing room. He goes, nah, nah. We're going to freestyle. I go, but I, you're going to love this beat. I go, I've been working on it. I think it's your style. It's got that Miami bass sound. Like I was doing my research. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, like yeah. deep. It was, and he's like, no, nah, man, I don't even want to listen to it. So I was like, oh my God, this guy hates me already. Oh no. And then he came out and he started banging on the desk. And that's how I started. And then I started my verse, and I crushed the verse, and then I beatboxed while he did his verse off the top. Oh, my God. And it was awesome. Oh, my God. That's like a dream come true, kind of. It like was. a weird, bizarro dream come true. It is. True. I mean, hey, man, the guy's a legend. Yeah. And now he rehabs houses very yeah. successfully, my man. It was like, I think, a professional jet skier. I did not really. Well, back to the jet skis. Oh, where's the sound effect for that one? Where's the freaking goals? Oh, just that one. You don't, you don't have the goals queued up. Oh, I don't you know? have queued up. I got to get that. That would have been good. No, that's crazy. That's yeah. cool, man. So the worst guest. You know, we've had people on. I don't even know their name. I mean, maybe they were like bloggers or whatever, like that weren't very excited to be on. Kind of like and that's uh-huh. like the vibe, like yeah, milk like, toast. Like the big people are always professional. I feel like, but it's like the. I don't know what it is. Like the YouTubers, like most of them have been great, but there were a couple that were not outwardly unappreciative of being a guest on the kitchen, but like more like I've got better things to do. So whatever most people do, I don't know. I look at every opportunity as connecting with the new audience, you know, potentially. Yeah. New ears, new eyes. So you gotta treat every encounter on the street, every encounter on the internet, Mm -hmm. every encounter on the podcast or television the same. Yeah. Like you are going to knock it out of the park. And that is my ethos for show business and entertainment, Emily. I like it. I think that's a good ethos. Isn't it ethos? Shut the hell up. No, I'm just saying, hey, I'm just I'm just wondering. Oh, Jesus. What, are we in space? It was a hasty download of oh, the yeah, uh, sound attack. Well, I can't wait to hear all three over <laughs> and over again. Okay, moving on to categories that I have named. 
Essentials. Ooh. Okay. So this is at K Norwine 21 from Texas via California. What are your weekly grocery list musts? Pre-COVID picking it out yourself and during COVID when ordered curbside or delivery. Thank goodness for grocery store workers. Prayer emoji. I love that. Thank you. Um, what was her name again? At K Norwine. At K Norwine. Thank you for taking the 21. time to ask me a very poignant question. We are probably right now 50 50 ordering off Instacart or mm-hmm. Amazon Whole Foods, having it delivered to going out. And I think in the beginning of this, obviously, it was 100%. And then, yeah. you know, as we educated ourselves and learned more and got more cautious, we were going out. I mean, you got to go somewhere. And I love going to the grocery store, especially very hungry. Really? Have you ever heard my theory on going to the grocery store hungry? No. What? That seems silly. I say it all the time. Emily. It's when I buy, like, freaking gushers, you well, know? That's like, your that's... problem. Get your shit under control, woman. Control your house. But no, I love going hungry. I know everybody says go full because then you overbuy if you're hungry. But this is the thing. Overbuying at the grocery store is way better than than underbuying underbuying because you save more money because you're not going home and have nothing to cook the next night or the next two nights. Mm -hmm. And then you end up ordering out or getting crappy delivery. Right? So this way, Emily, you go and you're excited by the experience and you're ready to grab that, I don't know, dragon fruit or that Beautiful baby arugula that's Ooh. fresh in the corner. The basket of heirlooms, oh, Emily. Yes. <laughs> All right. I do love baby arugula. I do love it too. <laughs> and you go in there and it's like a wonderland of oh. produce and meats Who and knew? fish and grains oh. and dry goods and sliceable <laughs> deli-style cold okay. cuts and the prepare foods. Oh, oh my lord, oh. the prepare foods. Oh my dear. You can put in a scoop of this and a hunch of that oh. and a biscuit of tits. <laughs> A sprinkle of some crumpets. Oh, yes. boy, a little cold cream for the crumpets. <laughs> so point being, I love to go hungry because, right? You yeah. stock it up. You buy more fresh fruit. Everything looks better. If you're like three days in, you're like, we got plenty of food. Let's stay home and cook because I don't want this to go bad and waste the money. Yeah. And then you're, oh, let's try this recipe because we got these things that we kind of bought on a whim. I love it. It's more adventurous. And ultimately, I believe, more affordable and healthier. We're going physically to the grocery store maybe one or two days a week. But we plan ahead. We try to do three meal plan ahead to come Sunday and shop Mm -hmm. for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. So, but what are your essentials? What are your grocery list musts? That's what she asks. Okay, so you got to make sure you have at least two onions for the week. I buy the little tubs of refrigerated peeled garlic because that's just easier and it's great. A bunch of fruit, bag of grapes. This is what's current, right? Yeah. At least a pint or two, usually three pints of berries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, a lot of Greek yogurt, milk, good eggs. I love eggs. Yeah. Got to have them. Dozen eggs. And then we go get either a deli meat, if I'm not making the meat, and then I go and either get a poultry, a beef, like a fun beef, and a fish. We usually make the fish that day. So whatever fish I get, I make on that Monday. And then from that, it's like get like the Halo Top. We love that. Yeah. Man, dude. Lorenzo loves it, which is great because it's ultimately healthier ice cream that he can have as a treat and everything. So like that. And then I usually get like a bag of barbecue chips. Yeah. You always got to throw in some I got to throw chips. in some knots. And if it was up for Sarah, zero naughty. Zero not. Except for the healthy ice cream. Do you ever get real ice cream? Because that's like my, like I had to actually stop myself because I was like, oh, let me give myself a treat. And then before you knew it, I put on 10 LBs. Seriously? No, that was in the beginning of the quarantine. And then I lost it all plus a few more pounds. So it was, you know, beginning of quarantine. I was like, oh, I forgot that I like cooking with butter and shit like that. And then I was like, oh, I love ice cream. And, you know, I spent $54 ordering Jenny's online oh to get it shipped to get it shipped it's very good ice cream but it's very expensive it is i got three pints with shipping and tip 54 dollars and it was you know what i do not regret that purchase i would not make that your staple that was not my normal but after i did that i was like all right calm down emily you did it though that's it's so salty and so delicious it's really excellent quality i I love salty ice cream shout out to jenny's all right moving on she taught me how to dangle Oh, I taught her how to... Oh, no. I taught her how to dangle. What did she... She was dangling. Yeah. She taught me how to dang. And I taught her how to dangle. And that's when he was hanging upside down. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, got a great movie. All right. Um, That was the only uh, question in our essentials category, FYI. Moving on to healthy. Um, From at Chicago Baker Girl. I wonder where she lives. I know. Other than baked chicken, what other meats or proteins would you recommend for weight loss that are fun to eat? Salmon. 
Salmon's so much fun. I do love salmon. God, just a little little fat, right? Yeah. In the pan. But good fat. Skin side first, flip it, do the flesh side till it's like super golden brown. Get some good Atlantic farm-raised sustainable salmon. There's a lot available, especially Whole Foods. They say where it's from. And it's like buttery. It's mild. It's inoffensive. And it's really gratifying. Like what other fishes do you like to? We do like sea bass and we'll do halibut. We do a lot of shrimp now because shrimp cooks up so easily. Uh, I'm doing it tomorrow on the kitchen. So that's probably last week by the time you hear this, but it's so easy. And I just love throwing shrimp on there. It's ready in five minutes and it's fun to eat. This week I did it shell on shrimp, which can be a pain in the ass to eat. Like it sounds a little tricky. It slows me down. I need it. I did a gochujang, hoisin, chili rub. Like it was like just this bright red thing that I put right on the hot grill and I seared it. So it's like the heat burns off the shell a little bit for you. So you peel it away and what you're left is like the smoky, sweet, spicy. It's so good. (laughs) Deal with it. I do love shrimps. Okay, moving on to a new category, which I've entitled personal. Yeah, we got some personal questions. Uh So let's see what they have to ask. We got at Mrs. Jess Ib from Indiana. Jess Ib. It's like Mrs. Mrs. Jess Ib. Something like that. And she she asks me a question. Oh, okay. I know. Who knew? I'll just take a break this right is, now. This is, I know. Why don't you go to the bathroom or something? <laughs> nice. She goes, this is for Emily Imaro. Do you ever feel intimidated to create a meal for your family considering you're married to a chef? Thanks. Okay, first of all, first of all. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We've wait, had some confusion wait, this okay, week wait. with Jeff's Instagram posts. I am not Jeff's wife. <laughs> wait. Oh, that is so funny. I know. I, it's oh like there are people being like, oh, what's the deal with your wife's mustache? Because you did a face swap, which I didn't really appreciate, by the way. I, I wouldn't either, but it got people talking. I'm like, has anyone never seen a face swap? This was like kind of old news, too. Like face, like all the rage, how many, you know, months, a year ago. And here we are bringing it out now, and everyone's talking about how your wife has a mustache. Yeah, I'm your sister, not your wife. We look way too much alike that if we were married, people would not feel comfortable with that. So just just putting it out there. I am dating a chef, but that's different. That's what I was... But I, no, I haven't said that on the podcast. No, no. no, no nor does anybody think that public information. So no. that's why I was... It's funny because it is... It was like, maybe they got me confused. Because I, who knows? Or know. is it an honest question? It is an honest question, but we're setting the record straight. So what's... what's Well, what's... Barring that you're my wife, what is your answer? Do you? So this is something I actually do struggle with because when I'm by myself and when I like cook for other friends, they think I'm really great. The I know pressures, you know, it's a byproduct pres- of this career, right? Yeah. You know, I either follow a recipe or kind of just wing it, and I'm pretty happy with what I make. But then the minute that like I cook for my boyfriend or you, which I'm pretty sure you can't remember the time I have cooked for like your mom, it hasn't happened in a long time. It's because I'm very self-conscious about it because I feel like I cut corners and I do things in kind of a haphazard way where like the end result is fine, but like how I get there is a little goofy. <laughs> so even just like making, you know, eggs and hash browns for Mike, I'm like, I'm like, I oh, know these aren't that great. I know I did these wrong. I didn't want to flip just, them at the right your, time. That's your, I get that's your so, MO. That's your personality. But, you Just have confidence. You know more than most people, I think, just by being amongst it and having a great palate. Then, yeah. So just have confidence. Don't shit on something before you even present it. I, know. I hate that. Sarah does that too. And like people do that all the time when I go to their house. I'm like, dude, I'm happy somebody's cooking for me. Yeah, Remember that. Like mm-hmm. when you're inundated with it, writing, like granted, I'm not working nights, six days a week cooking anymore but i am most definitely inundated with food constantly it's nice to have and and entertaining frequently it's nice to have somebody return the favor yeah and that therein is the best seasoning oh right right excellent jeff perfect Uh, beautiful thank you but yeah and but that being said what i prefer is for those in my life who are more culinarily inclined i love to be their sous chef and i'll be like let me just tell me what you need let me chop, let me prepare all the things I'll clean afterwards. Like that's where I feel more comfortable when I'm with someone like you or people just are just, thank you. Mm. Wow, you're welcome. Thank you, people. Thank you. I think everybody would agree that was the correct answer, Emily. Oh, well, you're welcome. You're up. Awesome. You're on the leaderboard. All right, next question. We got from at JLC730, best Halloween costume growing up. Pictures, please. 
That's to you and to me. Now, again, our, our little microcosm here is so large that that is our trainer, Judy. Oh, it is? I didn't know that it was someone. Formerly of FFC, now oh. working at Trader Joe's. Ooh. And we see her there all the time. Cool. We love Trader Joe's. And we love Judy. And now she trains Lorenzo a couple days a week. Oh, keep sweet. Him, keep him nice and tight during yep. these quarantine times. Of so, Judy, thank you. We were talking about this before. This is the one I looked at and I thought about because I don't really have any, like, stand out. I, I feel like we had a lot of, like. As children, we did it because <sighs> mom didn't make our costumes because mom not even close. mom doesn't know what it like she she couldn't so which is fine like it she doesn't need to sew she but did everything like got, else like, they were piecemeal or they were like hand-me-downs from the previous or like from generation. the sears yeah. in the package or, or the osco with yeah. the plastic mask and then the plastic totally. drape mm-hmm. over you yeah you know like you're going it's, to the or <laughs> right like yeah. they're gonna do an appendectomy on you yeah but instead, it was like a print of Robin from Batman and Robin. Yeah. And I remember like dying in those masks. I remember a lot of those masks. I don't know. Like, I'll put one up. Yeah. I, I have more memorable costumes as an adult yeah, me than too. I do as a child. And I know you are insanely into still. People don't know this, that at Emily E. Morrow oh, is a master seamstress. She is wonderful on the sewing machine. She's wonderful with the thread and the needle. She can uh, do all that stuff. I'm not a master. I can, I can, I, I get by. I can do straight lines. But you're straight better, lines. like you're cooking in palette. You're better than most, you're Perhaps. really the best. If I had a, a ripped something, you'd be the first call I would make. I can mend, but I can't like do you own, own a sewing machine i do own a okay, sewing okay so machine. who else owns a sewing nobody owns a sewing machine i don't know you're people the only do. one i know who owns a sewing machine that is not named you know linda or oh. barb oh, no. living in a you know a seventh floor retirement facility yeah you're yeah. young you're hip borderline millennial but yeah. most definitely and you own a sewing machine i do own a sewing machine so you i have since costumes. i was in sixth grade see that's a that's even stranger no because i used to make barbie clothes and then mom and dad caught wind of this they're like oh Let's let's get her a sewing machine and sewing lessons. And from that, I can sew straight lines, do some mending. I can kind of piecemeal stuff. I can make pillows. I was making masks in the beginning of quarantine mm-hmm. until a lot of better made masks became readily available. And you triple wash those masks. So <laughs> it was like, seriously. You guys never wore my like, masks. It was like beer bonging, you know. It was like beer bonging fabric softener every time I put that mask on. Seriously, I was a, Keeping it, it was, fresh. I'd rather have it smell like fabric softener than dookie. Than junk. Indeed. No, but one of my costumes that I made before unicorn costumes became readily available, like everywhere, like you look and you see like a sexy unicorn and stuff. Like maybe about 10 years ago, I put together this unicorn costume where I made a horn out of this like a stick that looked like it was magical from a forest. I made like little hooves and I had like little fur around my ankles and was wearing a white dress and made a tail. It was I mean, this, adorable. this isn't it. This is, this very is a involved. grown woman doing this too. Yes, this is 10 years ago. I'm not going to say What do you think Mike Collins is into uh, Halloween <laughs> as much as you? We haven't talked about Have you about- talked about Halloween yet and your affinity for making elaborate costumes that are so usually esoteric that nobody knows what you're addressed as? I was a ho- unicorn. Everyone, when you see a horn on yeah, a head. You've done like characters from Garage Band. Hey, like Judy the video- Nails. That was a great. There you go. Point car. taken. <laughs> no, you could swear all the time because it was a that's great costume. Oh, I looked exactly like Judy Nails from Garage Man. That yes, was but, dope. I mean, so you do it for yourself, and that's I guess yeah. admirable because exactly. you're not trying to like you weren't a sexy Judy. I mean, it was you, it was kind of sexy. I had oh like a little schoolgirl. You know what? I, oh Jesus! It was, it, was, it was awesome. Stop. That is hot ter- to trot. Hot to trot. Hot to trot. Oh my god! What, but what, nobody what, knew who you were. That's the whole point. Probably true. I probably how many people like came a- up to you on that Halloween and go, "Oh my God, brilliant costume! You're Judy Nails from Garage I Band." I think another friend of the mine. Vi- Listen, the Garage Band is not a animated <laughs> series. It's not a movie. It's not a young adult fiction uh, series. It is a video game on Xbox and PlayStation that used to be huge about ten years ago. It was huge, so yeah, I think but- a lot of people knew who Judy Nails was. <laughs> And then my other friend was another character. I forgot the name, but I it was cute. They rest in peace. They didn't make it out of that Halloween. Nope, they didn't. They, but they, yeah, but as an adult, which is your most memorable Halloween costume? I went as a baby three years in a row wow. with a re- cigar. Yeah. It was hilarious. But you know what? I just hung it up. And then I knew I was going to, they're like, here comes Jeff is the baby again. It worked. Because hey. when you have children, you trick or treat, and then you everybody meets up somewhere and drinks, right? Mm-hmm. It, Halloween is 
a lot more fun as an adult than a kid, I think. We were very into Halloween because we did the whole shaving cream, the yeah, pinning of the so shaving cream. Fun. We never did eggs. That's too destructive. Oh. But we'd spray each other with shaving cream. It was a big thing when we lived in the city and we carried it over to when we moved to the suburbs. And it was like... We taught everybody how to yeah. pin shaving cream. Pin the shave. Oh, so That's it gets squirted you out. Squirt it out and you're Ugh. covered in shaving cream. So that was fun. But as an adult, it's all about trick-or-treating with your kids. So I got in the habit of bringing a, a wagon, which I still do, yeah. putting a cooler in, offering people you know, a little, little something in there, a little something chilled, a little, little uh, nip of this, a nip of that, and you, you share with the neighbors and you enjoy it. So... I would enjoy doing that in dressed as a giant baby. I like it. I like it. We'll it throw works. up a picture. Yeah, we'll throw up some pictures. I'm not showing my unicorn picture though, because I had no. Te- you have to, Jeff. I had terrible bangs. Stop, please. Terrible bangs. No, black you hair, have to do it. Black hair that was I don't care. looked terrible, You're and I was it. about 40 Why did you pounds say that? Heavier. Okay, well, you shouldn't pounds. have brought it up. That means you subconsciously wanted to put it. You have oh. to be side by side. Me is. I was a fat baby. I had a big belly too. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So it'll be both of us. We'll be a little yeah. bit more chubbier. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, but I need that picture before you post it. I will. I, I, uh oh. Don't I face smell swap. Smell another it. face Don't swap. Don't freaking face swap, Jeff. That shit's so <laughs> depressing. No, but it was funny. It's You're, over. It's not over. Face swapping is over. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying no. Until you look very close to the person you're face swapping with, adds a whole nother layer of confusion to it. <sighs> it does. It's so it really does. Confusing. I don't know. Anywho, so let's move on. Um, mm-hmm. We have from at Ryan Scussel. Scussel. What was the first meal you cooked for your wife while y'all were dating? So maybe that person's from the South. Guarantee you I know what this is. Chicken salad croissant from Primetime Deli in oh, West wow. Mountain, Illinois. Mm. Because she would get off work as a nurse or before work as a nurse, depending on what shift she was working. She'd come visit me at the deli when we first started dating. Aww. And I'd make her a little chicken salad croissant sandwich. Sounds delicious. And a little jar there on there a little balsamic reduction lettuce tomato wow slam dunk bro boom and now you're married for how long married how many years well we have been together over 20 years jesus christ we've been married we'll be married 15 in september emily wow isn't that pretty good that is a long freaking time remember your wedding like it was yesterday well we do like each other that does help that does help I guess. She's very patient. She is. Oh, she very. is. Very. Now, listen. Remember, we grew up to, like, we used to go clubbing. Mm-hmm. We were young. We yeah. were drinking. Hitting up Red No 5. Dude, just crushing it, right? Table Getting service. In, and, but we would get in fights all the time. I Not remember. like physical fights with people <laughs> at the bar. You know what I mean? But like arguments. We were very volatile. For I remember. The first decade of our relationship. I think that's just being young, right? Well, it's like it's maturing together. Yeah. Like we got to a point maybe five, six years. Like you evolve. And that's like the beauty of being an honest, faithful partner to each other and communicating. I mean, I don't have the magic prescription, but it works for us. Not to say like it's been... You know, I mean, we've, you know, we we moved cross country. I mean, we've had fights about all the craziest stuff. She's dealt with somebody who started normal and ended up super abnormal with a television career and fame and, yeah. and attention and what that comes with and travel and stuff. So we salute you, Sarah Morrow. Sarah, you're the best. Well, you guys didn't Second, get along well, at the beginning. You would, no, I will hate. You, I you was, did not like Sarah okay, in the beginning. That is kind of true. It was just because I, I was, was like. You're I, taking away my brother. No, but like, okay. But we've always been close. Mm-hmm. That's true. Especially like in our early days, like when you were in college, I was in high school. We were both, you know, in the doobie a lot and doing that stuff. You had long hair. Ooh. Yeah. And we were, you know, like, we'd listen to fish together. We'd do all this stuff. And we used to listen to music and do all Mm -hmm. that shit together. And, you know, Sarah was not in that category. And I didn't realize that people grow up and sometimes they're just not going to be in that stage of life forever. So it was like, I think I just expected you with some like sweet little hippie girl Ugh. that like went along with the lifestyle. Never. I like funk. I like spunk. It was just, you know, coping with that. And as time went on, I grew to love her very much. It's true. And I apologized to her for being a little <sighs> biatch, well, which I was. I know I was a hard little bitch. Wow. I was, I know. Can you change your handle to hard little bitch hard on your Instagram? I was not an easy person to be around. I mean, yes, but it was, it was part jealousy. It was part uh, the evolution and yeah. the inevitability of someone partnering up and away from you, all that stuff, yeah. right? But I applaud you for admitting it. Yeah. 
No, and, I've admitted you know, she it to wasn't her. Bur- like, listen, man. She I mean, took it like a champ. She free. I know, Sarah. I'm sorry. I still. I've apologized a thousand times. Well, and I, now it's like I love Sarah to death. She texts me about stupid shit, and me too. You no, know, she's she's been a good. Um, great sister-in-law. Great sister-in-law. Great family she member. Really is. Addition to the Morrow fam. She does. She keeps people together, man. I know she really well, does. First of all, we're not going to have anybody over unless she clears it. But she usually is the instigator, and she's like, maybe we should have. And then she's like, maybe we should invite. Let's invite Emily. Let's invite the, and like and it. It really does, because if it was up to me, I'd probably have people over, you know, three days a, a week. So now because of her, we only, you know, two days a week, but hey, it's everybody those it's two okay. days. We knock it's it out okay. in two days. Great question. Great Thanks question. Thanks for opening up. Really pretty deep. I know, we talked about, I know, who do? Um, another deep combo, job. Deep and steep. Or another deep question. This is from at Sue Hags. What are your culinary dreams or goals beyond the kitchen? I would like to host a late night talk show. Mm-hmm. wherever I don't care what network I just want to do a late night talk show daily that's my inevitable goal I like right? it take over for Fallon or whatever Kimmel I'll take over whatever can I'm I waiting. be your co-host that's where all signs are pointing now Emily but they don't I'd rather people not see me I'm just like a voice behind a curtain or maybe we just no, have a doll television Emily that's, okay well we'll work it out and then culinary wise I would am working on a whole line of new products that will be near and dear and totally organic to me in my existence as a food lover and chef and personality and those will be out sooner than later and it's going to be a rolling thing and everybody it's going to be available to everybody in the world you've deep teased this before i know but i can't it's just not time i'm I so know. excited i and asked you can eating, i put it in the I've show notes he's like no things and it's like i can't wait for everybody so sorry it's a deep tease it. i know it's a deep tease deep so deep i can't wait and it's mm-hmm. my name and that's the the most important part about it it's me and i'm proud of it and i will be so i can't wait Hang 10. <laughs> Hang tight. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, Hang dude. 10, dude. It's stoked. Mount Surf Report. Ma- oh, dude. Oh, back to the beach. Good, so Frankie freaking good. Avalon, dude. Annette Funichels. We could do a whole episode on that movie. Uh, freaking Jamaica Ska. Jamaica Ska. Everything. Again. Not everybody. We can re- We should revisit all that. <laughs> Uh, one episode. All the crappy movies we grew up loving more than anybody or in have met anybody who's loved the movies as much as us. There's a lot of them too. Yeah. All right, next question. Next, this is our next personal, next and last personal question, which, which is kind of uh, got several parts to it. It's from at Zuzu23SM from Seattle. She says... I'm guessing. Zuzu. Like, I think of Zuzu's pedals. Zuzu's pedals Zuzu, from, uh, uh, from uh, Fort Fairlane. No. Zuzu is from um, It's a Wonderful Life, my favorite movie of all time. Not even just being Christmas, but Zuzu is daughter. Never watch it all the way through. Oh, I've watched it Never. so many times, and no one will watch it with me. Yeah, I'm it's like, too much. Jesus Christ. Well, I am the polar opposite of that is Andrew Dice Clay's Ford Fairlane. Oh, God. Where I there's like a the- character <laughs> who I believe was a prostitute or a stripper, I forget, named, named Zuzu. Zuzu's Pedals. Oh, well, that's I apologize from- if she wasn't a working lady, but... A sex workers, they say. Oh, okay. Any, there we go. Okay, so she says, I love this podcast so much. What started in this business? You are so multi-talented, funny, and musical. And then she asks, Emily, I just need more background on you. More Emily. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Because she didn't ask me a question. No, she, she wants said, more background. No, I think she said, what started in this business? You are so multi-talented, funny, oh, and musical. What started me in the entertainment business or I the think, podcast business? I don't know. I, I It's not Okay, I clear. will tell you what started me. I don't know, third grade, I got on stage for the first time in a school play. Yeah, and it's King been George, man. King George III and Let George Do It. And I was a, you know, it was a smashing success, <laughs> according to my parents, and I had a British accent. But I put all my, like, everything into this performance. And we were always had an affinity with British accents. And I think that's from the VHS tapes of the nursery rhymes we oh, used to watch over and over. so freaking Which were weird. British. And puppets. And puppets. So I always had a, you know, a cockney or whatever. But Polly George put the was... kettle on. Kettle on, kettle on. Polly put the kettle on. Oh, no, long. London's burning, <laughs> London's burning. Forty four, forty four. No wonder we're all messed up because these nursery rhymes suck. This is so weird, but it's like I think about it like maybe once every two weeks. Hot cross buns, hot cross buns, creepy ass. Everything was like eating. Oh, Oh, so creepy! I don't know what those were called. Jack Spratt, who ate no fat. Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. Yeah, I know. Just but then I start dipping into the Andrew Dice Clay versions, which are not appropriate. No, let's not get there. So when I got on stage to play King George, 
I was like, stop this nonsense this instant, I say. And I had this big, deep, basso profundo British accent. And dad was there, mom was there, and like, okay, let's put this kid in acting classes and oh. improv and all that stuff. And that was it. Yeah. Third grade. That's Ooh. how I got started in show business. Yeah. <laughs> how I got you know, successful in show business because I was unsuccessful for majority of my life was uh, Food Network Star season seven, which I won. Hopefully that's enough. But Emily, more from you. What are you about? Oh, no. Okay, I'll make this real quick. Oh, shit. Sure. Do I have time to go to the bathroom? No. Go yeah, ahead. you can. Okay, so just pretty much my background is um, I went to school for TV radio, um, but kind of floundered about for some years until I found uh, my spot as an assistant in, in television, assisting producers, directors, as I like to call them, fancy folk, you know, the writers, the showrunners, the people who make all the decisions and make all the money and I'd be their right hand. And I did that for about uh, six years um, up until recently when I was, um, even though I loved the job, loved the exposure, being on first name basis with people who I respected and watched and all their works and stuff, I was sick of making terrible money compared to everyone else who has awesome benefits, make like, you know, hundreds of like, like up to six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars a day when I would make that in a week busted my ass and I was kind of over it. So I became a teamster and I was <laughs> up until the quarantine. Definitely the, was, uh, uh, the normal progression right there. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to write and work on my screenplay in the van and you know, I don't have to worry about the but personal and professional. tailor made to be a teamster. I you mean, know, like you I, fit in right in, with, in the, right with that crew. Like they all make fun of me, but like the way you guys make fun of me. Exactly. So it was like, I, I could take it, but you I, know, I'd be like, hey guys, what do you mean? They're like, man, we really could get a rise out of this one. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, whatever. Well, I'm we prepared you for that, I guess, but, yeah. right? To handle that. So yeah, that's pretty much my background. Also did some acting and stuff, but I kind of sucked at it. Self-proclaimed, not a great actor. I, I like the behind the scenes, and that's where I belong. Or, you know, behind uh, the steering wheel of a pass van. There you go. Pass van is shorthand for passenger van. True, exactly. Just in case, Emily. Oh, not everybody's in the biz, 10-2. 10-2. No, that's 10-4. 10-4? 10-1 is when you have to go to the bathroom. 10 And then you say, like, what's your 20 when you're like, where oh, are you? I hate it all. I know. I'm, like, I'm going to take a shit. No. <laughs> we, we like to call those 10-2. 10 that's where you should do your no? I lost it. Ah, fungal. There we go. All right. This is another. Oh, actually, you did have one more in the personal. All right. Let's um, do that. Okay. So this is from Linda G. Linda says, G. Wait, this is very personal. Oh, shit. I'm a high school friend of your mom. What I say? All her friends and acquaintances are named Linda, Linda. or Barb. <laughs> I listen to the podcasts on my walk whenever there's a new one. Here's the thing. Today I listened to the jet ski story, and just when you got to the part where the jet skis were getting pushed into you by the waves, my phone rings, and it's a crank call from New Jersey. <laughs> I didn't answer, but it brought the story to life. I also have four kids, so I can relate. Not really a question, but... Well, I like sharing that. Thank you, Linda. Yeah. Hey, that's what we do at Come On Over. <laughs> it's the only podcast that freaks you out sometimes. Exactly. Because we pull from the cosmos, and we just throw it in your ear, so you never know what you're you're going to expect when you're listening to this. That's true. Good things always. Best things. I know it was a, a robocall probably yeah, oh, that yeah. Linda received Yeah, not a crazy call, but like more of one of those, yeah, you know. Yeah, so even though, but maybe if she would have listened to the robocall, it would have introduced her to quite an opportunity. Maybe it was about like buying a jet ski. A jet ski. <laughs> Please don't hang up. Please. This is about your recent jet ski purchase. Your jet ski is the world needs more jet ski. I know. <laughs> um, actually, I did have one more personal one, but this one we might cut. I don't know. We'll see when I ask well, it now, to you. Now people want to hear this, so let's well, just go with it. Well, I might cut this nope. whole part, too. I'll be the judge of that. All right, cut. we'll see. This is from Lisa Pollock. Who is your mother's favorite child and who is your father's favorite? Oh, there's a good always, question. There's always a favorite, and I'm interested to hear if you both are in agreement. Love uh, the. You know what? I'm not even going to. You're right. That I is know, too personal. That's wrong. You know why? Because you, I know. I mean, you might be, but we all have our own perspective. So, of course, I'll say maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Me? That you're the pre- you're you're you are I don't golden know. boy. It's probably yeah, golden boy. Well, Jeff yeah, is the golden boy. I am boy. the golden boy. He is. Fine. And then everybody else, it doesn't matter. If you're not first, you're last, Emily. That's hey, Ricky that is, Bobby. I I'm all about that. If it But it depends. Second I think place it, is still losing. Exactly. That's and what I, I used to tell the girls in the story. Right? I mean, maybe you're above Dana and Dana's under you, but, but then we switch. I know it's all <laughs> 
<laughs> no. I think they just want more of Frank and won't. Frank won't. Frank's exactly. like get, getting blood from a stone sometimes. I know. It's very difficult to uh, get, get, get a around. hold of. But when he comes around, it's the best. Oh, he's, he's just. We love him. Mm. And my parent, everybody loves him. So that's what I would say. Okay. One vacillating two and three between you and Tane and Frank number four. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> and there, but, uh, all right. And I'm not trying to float my own boat, but I'm just saying. You know what? I, I believe Sarah and I become like this court. Like I, I, I love having my family around. We try to keep you guys around together. And I think that comes yeah. with, you know. You guys uh, are a bit of a glue. A glue. Okay. You guys are glueish. You yeah, guys... but mom and dad, because like, I just want to take over for what mom and dad have dad done do. for 50 years. So, I, and it's. And I don't have the space nor the culinary exactly. skills. So, and, and we're or more than happy. To, 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 well, <laughs> I don't know. It does help having money. Yeah. Uh, but it does. And it's, I don't know, it's a wonderful position to be in that we have embraced through the years, you know? And yeah. That's why we bought a new home. That's why I built a whole outdoor kitchen and all that. So, and I love it. So, I'm the thing is, when you get us all in the room together, are no favorites. Yeah. Everyone. It's a it's a battle royale True that. at the dinner table. Exactly. And we nobody's unsusceptible. Nobody's beyond getting an ass whooping. That's true. Verbally. Exactly. Oh, it'll happen. No one's safe. Okay. Um well speaking of outdoor kitchens. Oh, um moving segue. on to the next category. Um, I think we keep that in too. I think that's good. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so think too. Good. Yeah, yeah, because we don't, yeah, that's fine. I just didn't want to, you know, upset mom or dad <laughs> again. We always piss off mom. <laughs> Although mom really liked her last episode. She, did. she sent us like, a text of praise. It was great. One was single good. tear. And she'll tell us if it's not good too. My, oh yeah, she will. 100%. If you don't mess. Oh yeah. All right. So you have gotten a lot of uh, questions via our askjeff at comeonover.com email about your, your outdoor kitchen, which is featured a lot on the, the show, The Kitchen. So I thought right. that we, we would kind of answer. Yes. I'm going to throw you the questions all at once because I think you'll be able to answer all of them. Okay? okay. So this is from Jody W. from Heartland, Michigan. Jody W. Michigan. She goes, I've been a big fan of Jeff since I first saw him on Sandwich King. I love his personality and presence on TV, so I was so excited when I heard about the podcast. I've listened to every episode and subscribed as soon as it was launched. My question is about Jeff's Outdoor Kitchen. My husband and I are interested in building one possibly next year. Can you talk more about your outdoor kitchen on the podcast? Can you talk about must-haves and what you have installed? Can you also talk about winter storage of your appliances and water and gas lines? I live in Michigan and obviously have the same issues you would have in the wintertime in regard to protecting your investment. So that was from her. Then we have one from this name is awesome it is soul sassoon Ooh, soul sassoon s-o-l oh yes soul sassoon they got that best name ever great name. shout out early adopter of instagram obviously i know um she goes i watch you on the kitchen and i am a huge fan i saw you have an outdoor pizza oven that you said gets to 1300 degrees i've been looking for one to place in my backyard would appreciate if you could send me the make and model number and if you would <laughs> recommend this oven i especially like an oven that can reach those temps and then another person named david jones also asked for specs on the pizza oven, including the price. Okay. Like, like they want, they, they, All right, people let's start want with to the, know. People want to know. The pizza oven I got from Forno Bravo out of California that made custom and pre-built, beautiful, craftsman quality, handmade pizza ovens. Mm -hmm. So if you get an oven from them, it's going to get as hot as you can possibly get fire inside a contained environment such as that, right? And mm -hmm. I've gotten it really, really hot, but sometimes it's too hot. So you do got to make careful. But Forno Bravo, they built it, they shipped it to my specs. And all I wanted was to be able to, it's not big, right? I could fit about three logs of burning wood in there plus one pizza, you know, or mm -hmm. like a 12 inch cast iron skillet. I can't do a million pies in there at once, but it's perfect for me. It looks beautiful. Forno Bravo at Forno underscore Bravo is the company. Tell them I sent you. They are awesome. Great people to work with. Beautiful, beautiful. It's art. And that's it what is. I wanted, They're a so piece pretty. of art in my backyard. Like, like mosaic tiles. Uh, and I love it. Thing weighs a thousand pounds. Ooh. And it four, took four dudes in a hoist to get it on top of the countertop, which was the last thing installed when I made my, mm -hmm. when I built my outdoor kitchen, which I used like stone guys, you know, like guys who install pavers and patios that work with stone. Because I just wanted this big hearty thing with a, a countertop, hopefully made out of granite. And I, this is the key, and especially if you're from Michigan, right? You need something hearty because if you start using wood and tile and all this stuff, it's going to get chewed up in the winter. Also, you, I ran natural gas lines, so I didn't have to worry about propane because I had yeah. a burner, a really high 100,000 BTU burner that I used to sear stuff in, like put a pan on there or saute gently, whatever. I could do it all. Gas grill mm -hmm. and the smoker. 
And I think if you have that, you're good to go. You can get any flavor you want out of food. Um, for me, I went to the Stone Guys. These guys are called 3D Brick Paving. They quoted me the best. They came over. I liked them the most. They got. They were clean. It, it took a couple. You got to design it, right? I know there's kind of pre-built, pre-fab. Like turnkey situation. Yeah, look at that. It depends what you want. I wanted like something. The only thing I really couldn't get that I wanted was like outdoor plumbing, like a sink. Mm-hmm. You can do that in California. You can do that on the coast. You know, can't uh, do that shit here, no? Nah, man. I mean, you can, but it's just, you got to, uh. Plumbing is difficult when it's you know running outside and yeah. it's not like a hose. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That you still have to unplug each winter because you just don't want those lines to get you know explode from the frost. So you know that first question. They live in Michigan. Yeah. Ju- uh, what was your name? Judy. Jody. 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 Thank you for that question. You can do everything just that, and then I ended up building a giant pergola. Yeah. Just for shade and to give it even more of a feel of being an actual room in a space, but also to cover. The kitchen portion with louvered automatic aluminum. Fancy. Like a ceiling, essentially, that you can open and expose the light and air. But when it's raining or snowing, it covers it and there's downspouts and drainage and stuff. So listen, I spent years doing this. It took two summers to build. It's not cheap, but there's ways you can do it if you find some good craftsmen to build you the stone, right? Ground up, you get a countertop guy, you put them in, and you just have them fit in the grills however they fit. And... That's where we're at, and I'm out there. I shoot out there now. I, yeah. I do everything. I, we cook every meal out there. Mm-hmm. I love it, and it keeps the mess outside and not in the kitchen, which makes for a happy, happy household. True debt. And on Christmas Eve, you fried the shrimps out there. Fried the shrimps out so there? So it doesn't stink up the house and I make-, make our dad, who's allergic to shellfish, all Die. puffy and look like... um. Eric Stoltz from Mask. Well, shout out to Gus. Gus, Gus did spend a the week in the yes, hospital. He did, he did have dad. a little bit of a heart thing. He's mm-hmm. okay now, he's but doing it's great. under control. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's more. He's t- making all of us shout from the mountaintops. It is not a heart attack. Not even close. No, not at all. But given the times, they're being extra cautious and making sure the old man's got uh, you know yeah. a lot of life left. The, the in him, ticker is like you know boom boom. So we were never like I think scared or like ner- we just no. you just don't want your dad in the hospital no, where you yeah, can't it's visit. Scared. It's very difficult. Yeah, when right you now. can't see them and they're all alone and stuff. I don't know. I hate it's it. it's terrible. But he's home as of last night. So yes, the vacation's over for my mom. I know. <laughs> Bam had a couple of easy breezy uh, days. She did. She, she was laying down. Diagonal, 45 degrees in the, the bed. The California king. Oh, my God. Oh God. Yeah, wait, her, her and Tony, her little Tony just freaking yucking Tony, it up. By the way, Tony's their little poodle, not yeah. their pool boy, <laughs> which they don't have a pool. They have a two-bedroom condo. Yep, they do. Melrose Park, baby. I think there's a hot tub in the rec room. Yeah, that's the oh. top floor, right? Yeah. Oof, oh, I bet God. that's got a lot of gray hairs floating around that. <laughs> It's a 65 and older facility. 55, job. Is it 55? 55. Shh. I know. I'm sorry, Mom. No. Not they, they, they were living there before. Yeah, they lived there for a while. Um, do you know where we're at with time? We got to go. I still had a bunch of questions, but maybe we'll do another one of these. We'll just do them because... in a couple more episodes. Yeah, yeah. So the people we didn't get to, uh, don't get frustrated. There's just so many of you, and we want to answer all your questions. Yeah, keep them coming. Ask Jeff at comeonover.com and hit me up on the Instagram Ask Emily more questions. I like this. We got to a lot of entertaining tidbits. I think so, yeah. Via your questions. As long as they're not too, too personal. Well, I mean, I think the costume thing's a little much, but. What? Would you, I can cut it out. We'll talk about it later. All right. Thank you so much for coming on over. Now get the hell out. Now do it. Thank you for coming on over. Thank you. Come On Over podcast is powered by Game Plan, executive produced by Steve Mandel, coordinated by Liz Landry, and edited, produced, engineered by me, Emily Morrow. Thank you for coming on over, and we will hang out the next time.